Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. We are on day 10 of 12 Days of Gifts. I'm so excited. If you've missed the previous ones, you can go back and listen to them at any time. They're live podcast episodes. And if you go to our website right now and click on the 12 Gifts, you can go to the hub where all the printables will be and you can get all the printables that go with these episodes. And today's is a really good printable, actually, so you should definitely go grab it. So today, we are going to talk about cravings. Yesterday, we talked about taxes, and both food goals and money goals are things that I tend to come up a lot in Flow 365, so I thought I would respond to them as you are creating your goals and lists of things that you want to bring into your life in 2022. So I find that actually, as we decide that we want to have health goals, a lot of times we get nervous about cravings and what we'll be missing out on. And sometimes that stops us in our tracks. And this talk with Jennifer Phillips, which you're going to hear in a minute, Jennifer Phillips is a Flow 365-er, and she also is an amazing health coach. And so she gave this talk at camp in July. And She gave it on body day, and the reason I asked her to give it is because I find that when we have a health goal, we really need to separate out sort of the protocols, the food we're going to eat, how we're going to move our bodies, sleep, water, all those things from our mindset. And often we intertwine them. I know I have. And so, for example, the food program that I firmly believe in, I just think it's like the best, yummiest, huge results program is with Tess Masters. It's her 60-day reset. I will put a link to that actually in the show notes. I will be doing it in January. It's just the best. And often we end up coaching women who feel like they're behind or like they can't do all the things. And that's the mindset piece. So we can do anything. (laughs) We really can. But sometimes our mind gets in the way and is trying to keep us safe. It's literally its job. And so Jennifer is going to take us through a process today where we really get to get clear on where our cravings are coming from. And very often it's not the food. It's an emotion that we're attaching to the food. And so everything that she's talking about today is doing that. And I feel like if we go through this process and we become aware of this process and how our brain works, then as we step into health-related goals, which might change the way we eat or change the way we move our bodies or have us having more vegetables or more water. When we start to do that, we can really come to understand like why and what's holding us back and respond to them in a different way. And so it's really helpful to separate out the things because it's not the kale (laughs) that's causing you distress, right? It's not... It's not 
like the lack of water that's causing you distress. It's what your mind is making it mean that it's hard to drink the eight glasses of water or that you find it complicated to make recipes. Does that make sense? So that's what today is about. And I personally feel like I'm on the next sort of spiral in my own journey with this. And I will be sharing more about that in 2022 as I am on this journey with Tess because I'm really wanting to clean up past thoughts I have about my body and what it's capable of and what I've taken on from the world outside versus what is really coming through me, which I find with health and body stuff is hard because as women, we've been served all these messages. And so it's hard to know if we're responding to the messages or to what's actually coming up from within. So really, really, really useful to um, do this work, do this mindset work, so you can start to discern where your goals are coming from, and that they are coming from within you, which will help really help you follow through on them. All right, so with no further ado, let's get Jennifer on the show. Hi, welcome. Thank you for joining me. My name is Jennifer Phillips. And as an intuitive gut health coach, one of my deepest passions is to really turn women on to the power of listening in to their own intuition, to develop this deeper listening within to your gut and to trust it, to trust that gut as it knows what it's talking about, right? And additionally, to really trust your body, to really listen into what it's saying to you as you're navigating this confusing and often overwhelming world of nutrition. So it turns out, that your intuition and your body communicate with you all the time, all day. And if you're listening from this space and making decisions from this space of really pausing in your day, right? Slowing down long enough so that you can actually hear what your intuition and your body are telling you, you're on the right path. But more often than not, it's really, it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of work to get there because right life, sweeps you away. <laughs> it gets really hard to hear intuition and what your body's saying when life is stressed or feels super busy, where or we have physical imbalances going on on the inside where we get symptoms that completely can distract you from feeling good. And all of these together can really blur the lines of communication that you have with your body and your mind or intuition, so to speak. So all this external noise that's that's out here influencing um, who you are at your core, uh, if you let it, <laughs> can really block, like I'm saying, block your intuition and that direct line of communication with your body. And I find it so, so common to develop a habit, especially as women, of ignoring the physical signs and symptoms from, from their body, from your body, right? And, and ultimately um, ignoring your own personal needs, right? Like what your actual heart is craving. So today I'm here to talk to you about cravings. And we're not talking about cravings just from a, a physical relationship with food angle, but we're also gonna be talking about cravings from an emotional and spiritual level uh, because they're all actually interconnected, all of those things. So today I'm inviting you in to slow down, put your nutritional nerd hat on with me for a little while and pull up a spiritual chair so that you can learn about what your cravings are 
maybe what's fueling them, what's at the root cause of them showing up for you, and then giving you the power back to do something about them so that you feel your best. How does that sound? <laughs> I'm yummy, I'm sure. So let me start with giving you a full-on permission slip to stop shaming, shaming yourself, um, feeling guilty for reaching for that tub of ice cream at the end of the day when you've been like had a long day with the kids or a stressful day at work. It's not your fault. And you know, if I have to jump ahead here and we're talking, if we're talking about you know processed food, your food is actually wired, is actually wired in a lab to really keep you hooked, like to, to create that little bit of addiction, right? That that um, that boost of of happiness when you put that in your mouth and you feel how it tastes how it tastes so good, right? So with that said, there also can be other driving forces behind why a craving pops up for you. And I'm a huge advocate, no matter what anyone is up to in their life, whatever they want to create change around, when you find your reason with something, you will find your way. So you've got to get in touch with why, right? It's, it's like the biggest component. So I'm going to help you through that a little bit. So we're going to talk through about six different points um, about cravings. So Oftentimes when we are reaching to satisfy a physical craving uh, with food specifically, there's again, there's this deeper underlying root cause that's driven by six key things. So I want you to kind of keep these in mind as we go throughout um, our talk today. Uh, your cravings can be driven by a feeling. Your cravings will be driven by thoughts, your needs, whether they're getting met or not, um, habits for sure. Um, those typically are on, on autopilot, right? Your cravings can also be fueled by an actual physical addiction to something. Hashtag sugar. <laughs> um, and also deficiencies or lack of particular nutrients can really drive you to the pantry, <laughs> right? Or to the, to the refrigerator, uh, scrounging for something to eat because you're in that moment of like, I need this thing now. So let's explore a little bit more of, about cravings and why do we have them, right? So one of the first steps to taking back your actual power, because you have the power to change this uh, or create a shift with your cravings, the first step to taking back your power begins with understanding why they show up in the first place. Um, modify, modifying your, your relationship with food uh, isn't always about willpower or discipline. In fact, that feels really restrictive and like out of your control, right? Leaning on something that's kind of feels external and, you know, again, not within your control. So let's put that aside and look at the fact that there is a root cause for everything in your life. Symptoms, whatever we're talking about, right? Cravings. Uh, when you discover it, it's an aha, an aha moment, and then you have the power to actually shift it. And before I jump into um, even more details about the specifics around cravings, there's also kind of an energy around cravings and what that um, feels like in your body. So I'm going to talk a little bit about five different points that are kind of a blueprint to creating a breakthrough or a shift around um, cravings for you in your life if you have them. So number one is you're going to want to know the difference before you jump into anything. You're going to want to know the difference between an actual physical hunger and an emotional hunger, which is the craving. 
Um, so we're going to talk about that today pretty deeply. And then number two is self-awareness is key with everything in life, but ultimately you're going to need to bring this superpower with you on the journey to modifying uh, your relationship with cravings and creating a shift because self-awareness is a muscle. And when you start to, well, I'll, even, I'll skip to the next one. When you insert the art of the pause, which is a delicious moment of opportunity when wanting to observe, right? Before we actually react to something, we have the opportunity to pause, take it all in, and then actually assess the situation and respond thoughtfully instead of reacting, right? Like when we have a craving, sometimes it's like, oh, chips, go get. <laughs> but in, in what I'm suggesting today, and I'll talk about this later further, is like, we have a craving for the chips. We insert the new habit of pausing, assess the situation, and like really decide if those chips are for you in that moment. <laughs> So the art of the pause gives you power to make an impact on a particular result you want in your life, especially if you want to be up to something related to your health and wellness. Um, and then you're going to want to look at habits. So, you know, using those self-awareness muscles to take a look at what kind of habits are going on in your life that where you're kind of, um, I don't know, on autopilot, where we're not even, you know, we're not really thinking about what we're doing uh, in relations to, to food. Um, so the key here is going to be, instead of trying to stop an old habit of doing something is replacing that habit with something new and rewarding, right? So rewarding enough that keeps you wanting to come back for, for more and keep the momentum. And then the last component, uh, or a blueprint component to creating a breakthrough for yourself is potentially actually, um, breaking an actual physical addiction to a particular food or ingredient that you um, have in your life quite often. So there is that as well. And we'll talk more about all of these. So, so first and foremost, I want you to know the difference. So let's talk about physical hunger versus emotional hunger. Okay. So physical hunger progresses fairly slow. So this is something where hunger will kind of just sort of creep in and um, it's not instant typically. Um, additionally, no specific food is usually on the menu uh, when you're actually hungry. You just want food. You're, you need nourishment. Your body is giving you a sign like you need to get something in this body. We need some fuel. Heads up. I'm giving you a hunger pain. So that's the third thing is be familiar with the actual feeling, like when you, when you feel like you're having a craving for something, stop and think, is this hunger or is this craving? Because hunger is going to actually feel like a physical sensation, an emptiness, an acidic kind of feeling in your stomach. I call it a hunger pain, P-A-N-G, uh, uh, P-A-N-G or G-S, um, where you're just feeling this grumbling feeling. Sometimes you get gurgly, all that stuff, right? So um, those are really big cues that, that you're hungry. And typically with hunger, you're not feeling any sort of guilt with eating. It's, it's like your body needs nourishment and you're present to that feeling physically. So you stop what you're doing and you just eat, right? And then additionally, you're present to feeling full, especially if you're inserting a mindful eating technique where you're actually 
eating slowly, undistracted, and you are available and present in the moment so you can hear and feel the cues of being full and then you stop, right? So that's kind of the progress or the, the checklist, so to speak, to kind of walk yourself through to decide like, am I hungry or am I craving? So let's talk about emotional hunger. That's on the other side of the spectrum. So the emotional hunger is the craving, right? Um, this is when we eat, even though your body may not really even need food. And there, that's kind of, I'll explain, there's a little bit, there's double sides to that, but you may not even need the food, but you're eating it anyway, right? Uh, emotional hunger or a craving, I'm just going to call it craving from now on. A craving specifically is usually sudden and pretty specific. Like again, the chips example, or like, oh, I want some ice cream, musket ice cream. <laughs> and then you run to the freezer and you're like, you're sitting in front of Netflix with your pint of Haagen-Dazs, right? So sudden and specific, it doesn't kind of creep in slowly. Uh, it, cravings also come can come after an actual emotional event or a trauma, uh, stress, anything of that nature. So that could be a driving force behind wanting to um, satisfy and feel good with food. Cravings can also be obsessive, right? Like, you know, I really want that ice cream. I'm, I'm, avoid, I'm trying to avoid it, but I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> it's not going away. And then eventually you wear yourself down and then your face first into that pint of ice cream. So a um, couple other points with cravings is that you typically are focused on eating without really analyzing the feeling that's driving your decision or like what's actually upsetting you. You're just eating and pushing down the feelings, right? And suppressing uh, the emotions that are going on and not, not caring because all that's important right now is this thing that tastes so delicious, right? And then the last component to cravings um, and kind of identifying when those pop up is, is the feeling afterwards, right? Cravings can typically promote feelings of guilt or shame. Like you either had too much or you feel really bad that you ate that, like, and you, you're, you're categorizing foods in terms of bad foods and good foods and shaming yourself in that way. So like not talking to yourself very, very kindly is very common after, um, fulfilling on a craving need, uh, with food. And as women, I will be so bold to say that we really are taught that cravings are bad and we need to be, you know, we need to have or be disciplined in order to overcome come them. And I'm telling you, that's a complete myth. It's that's the patriarchy. We're going to shut that down by taking our power back and understanding why cravings show up for us and that you actually have the power to dissolve food cravings. Um, because the, a craving specifically is actually a symptom. It's actually a symptom. It is your body or mind telling you that something is off something, or you need more of something. So the real power to dissolving your food cravings or, um, feeling on top of them, right. <sighs> is to get to that root cause is to get to that root cause. So I really want you to start asking yourself in the moment when you're having an actual craving for something, ask yourself what it is you really need right now. Is it the food in front of you? I mean, you're probably going to, your, your ego is going to want to say yes, <laughs> but deeper level stuff here. We want to ask yourself what your needs are. What's not getting met in your life. Also ask yourself, is this hunger? Or is this a craving? 
So using that guide that I just talked about, hunger or craving, and then you get to be the ultimate decider on what um, action you want to take, right? If you're hungry, awesome. Eat, girl, eat. Do not suppress food intake when you are hungry. This is your body telling you that you need nutrition because it needs fuel. And if you don't get the nutrition in your body, guess what you get? Tiredness, <laughs> crabbiness, right? Um, unstable sugar levels that cause, you know, unstable moods throughout the day uh, and a host of other, other symptoms. So feed yourself. When you're hungry, it's important to get nourished. And if it's a craving, you get to pause. So you get to invite yourself to the art of the pause and invite your power back and reconsider, right? Reconsider your next step. You have the power to choose. So number two-ish is like really just analyze what is driving, if it's a craving, what is driving the craving right now? How do I feel emotionally? Did you go through something today that was super stressful? Are you in a relationship right now that's super draining? Where are your energy leaks? Those are the real nutritional elements found beyond your plate that are calling your attention in order for you to, to fill the bucket again, right? So that you aren't reaching for food to suppress those feelings any longer. So asking yourself, you know, even we talk about deficiencies normally related to food and nutrients. I'm talking about the nutrition that's found beyond your plate. What is it that you feel de de deficient in, in your life right now or in your day? What has depleted you? And then asking yourself, you know, will this food actually nourish my body? Will it give me the results I'm looking for in my health and wellness? Does it, is it feeding me and fueling me? Or is it actually in the long run going to deplete me? Is it going to deplete me? How is this food serving me? So really dig deep. These are great questions to ask. I hope you have a journal or taking notes so that you can explore the answer to these, these questions because you'll forget them in the moment. Um, grab a notebook, keep it out, you know, on the kitchen counter. And when you've got that craving, disrupt. It's like we, we want to disrupt the habit that's going on of just going to the, you know, mindlessly to the pantry or, or the freezer. And instead, walk to that notebook where you took the notes. Walk yourself through the list of questions. What's driving my craving right now? How do I feel emotionally at the moment? Did I go through something today that is triggering me? Right? What am I deficient in right now in my life, <laughs> in my day? And will this food actually nourish my body? Or is there something else I could do, even physically, to disrupt and distract my mind and body or my mind and myself in general from um, fulfilling on this uh, so thought need? For this particular food, right? All right. Number tip number three really is never, ever, ever ignore your cravings. Never ignore them. As I said earlier, they are symptoms. They are communicative tools that your body is using to uh, really help you pay attention to the tension or pay attention to the physical need that you may be having or nutritional deficiency. So one of the things that uh, reasons why you never want to ignore your cravings, and as your gut health coach today, this is my part of my preach, but there actually could physically be an imbalance going on in your gut. 
your microbiome, those delicate little bacteria that you're, you're born with and you have trillions of, um, if you have a healthy gut, could be out of balance and actually making your decisions for you. It's a thing. It is a thing. And for example, let's say you have really strong carb cravings or sugar specific cravings. Um, we have something called candida in our gut, which is a yeast, and we all have it or we're supposed to have it. But when that candida gets way out of balance and overgrown, it literally is needing sugar to survive. So it is going to cue your brain because your brain and your gut are connected. There's a gut brain access where they have a conversation and um, your gut is going to be telling your brain to tell you to walk to that pantry and grab the whole package of Oreos <laughs> and go to town because that candida wants to survive, thrive and grow, but it's going to make you feel sick, right? And it's going to give you symptoms. Um, so moving on, that's just one I hate, I, I'm, I'm not here to place fear on the table, but it is a big one, um, is to really understand that your gut health plays a key role in fueling cravings sometimes, right? Okay, so now you are empowered to know the truth. <laughs> All right, another reason why you never want to ignore, uh, ignore your cravings is that, um, let's say, for example, you're having a blood sugar crash and you don't know it. You just are feeling the symptom of that, which is like super moody and lethargic, like no energy. Uh, you just don't have anything to continue out through the rest of the day to keep up with your kids, right? So you reach for, insert your favorite energy food, right? Typically it's carb or sugar driven, but a main driver of blood sugar issues is also not eating enough during an actual meal. So you'll wanna look at what are you, what does your plate look like? So we go back to what's on the plate. Is it balanced? Do you have the three macros? Um, that would be a protein, the complex carb, which can be in the form of vegetables, grains, if you eat grains, anything that is gonna be slower digested like that, fibrous foods. Um, and then the third one is a healthy, healthy fat. So look at your plate. Is that plate full of vegetables? Those vegetables are actually going to grow the good bacteria in your tummy and kick the bad guys out. Okay. So make sure your, your plate is balanced. And if you need help with that, you know where to find me. <laughs> All right. Another driver behind the reason why you don't want to ignore your cravings is that because you, you could actually have a nutri nutrient deficiency. Um, and it's really hard to know. You never know, right? We don't have a dipstick like in our car with the oil, right? To like pull it out of our head and really understand what's going on on the inside. But specific food cravings can actually give you cues. So I'm going to run down a list. Um, I have some notes I'm going to talk through. But but if let's say, for example, you have chocolate craving. Raise your hand if you love the chocolate. Um, what could be going on here is that you have a craving for magnesium. Your body is communicating to you in this fun way that it wants you to get some magnesium in your diet. So we're looking at dark chocolate with no, essentially, not a lot of other ingredients, so not high sugar, right? Looking at dark, you know, cacao or, or um, dark chocolate, dark leafy greens, you can find magnesium in, avocados, beans, bananas. Bummer alert, unfortunately, I will preach this for just a minute, it's really hard to get magnesium from our foods these days because our soil is so super depleted of magnesium. So oftentimes you may be 
um, have a faster track to feeling better um, and kicking the craving uh, is if you can supplement with magnesium, but check with your doctor because I ain't one, <laughs> but it is an opportunity to ask empowered questions at the doctor's office. Is there any reason why I shouldn't take magnesium? So chocolate equals magnesium. Remember, take notes. Okay. The next nutrition, nutritional deficiency component is like, if you're craving carbs in general, right? Might be a signal that you have low blood sugar. And guess what? Your best friend, instead of that popsicle or candy or whatever sugary food you have hiding in your pantry or you know your bottom desk drawer at work, you just might need to dive face first into a bowl of veggies. And I know, boring. Some, some of you might not be super veggie forward, but I'm telling you, once you make the shift into eating more vegetables, you will crave more vegetables. I promise, promise, promise. It's not a joke. It happened to me. It happened to me. Um, I, I come from a, a background of not eating super well many, many, many years ago. And my mama never taught me how to cook a vegetable to taste good. And I had to learn. And once I learned, uh, it's hard to not eat vegetables because I love them. My body wants them and I crave them. That's a delicious craving to have because that feeds all your goodness. <laughs> all right. Another thing you might be experiencing is if you have a craving for salt. So salt can actually be a cue that you have an electrolyte imbalance going on. You're thirsty, right? Or you've got some adrenal things, but ultimately get in that water. So here's tip. If you got to take anything away from today's talk, take this tip. When you have a craving creep in, chips, even if it's ice cream, or whatever the thing, before you go to the pantry and dive face first into anything, drink at least eight ounces of water. Fill up on water. And that is actually a brilliant moment where you can insert the art of the pause to analyze what's going on, right? And see if your craving goes away. More often than not, when you drink water, um, you satisfy the craving because cravings can be masquerading around as I'm dehydrated and your body is calling for help. Like get me something in this tummy. Uh, it might show up in your brain as like a craving for unhealthy foods, but redesign your habit loop and get in there and get into a glass of water and see if it totally derails your, your craving. Okay. So even switching up your environment helps like get out of the house, go for a walk, call a friend, <laughs> disrupt the craving. Okay. Um, I digress. So moving on, if you have a, a craving for, sh um, vinegar, vinegar can be a sign of low stomach acid. Amazing. Right. Um, so eating fermented foods, anything with apple cider vinegar, dilute apple cider vinegar in water, by the way, if you're going to drink it in your water or drink it, like don't drink it straight from the, mm, protect those teeth, um, lemon water and bitter foods like arugula, um, lemons, all the things, right? Okay. Fatty food cravings, maybe a sing signal that you need more calcium. So get in things like dark leafy greens, dark leafy greens or supplement. Talk to your doctor about doing that properly. Um, and then lastly, if you have a craving for sugar, which is a big one for a lot of us, I have a very loud sugar dragon that I've slayed many, many times. Um, it's very possible you could, like I said earlier, you could have a gut imbalance, right? Um, you could have an, an addiction to particular sugars. It, it is an addicting ingredient. It's, um, I wouldn't even necessarily call it a food because it, especially refined sugars, really hold no nutrients at all. It just spikes the heck out of your blood sugar 
and messes with your whole body, right? Inflammation times a million. And you don't want that because inflammation equals dis-ease in your mind and your body, okay? Steer away from that sugar as much as possible. Um, so you may need to replenish your gut. You need, may need to eat more fat, more protein. Um, yeah, so let me see, we'll check my notes. Rapid release of glucose into the bloodstream. Too much causes insulin resistance, right? And the excess sugar has no place to get stored. So that can cause moodiness, energy dips, and fat storage, right? Okay, and if overall, if you're just feeling generally snacky and you really can't identify you know, a consistent theme with a particular kind of snack, you just might need to take a look back at your plate. So for breakfast, are you eating it? Are you eating it? Are you getting fueled in the morning? That sets you up for success. Um, are you eating lunch? And how, how much lunch, right? So we wanna look at how much you're eating, if you're, is your plate balanced? Um, you may need more fuel to combat the snackiness throughout the day. But if you're feeling like you need a snack, it might also be because you're actually hungry, right? So make sure you're paying attention to the cues. So if you if you want a snack and you're hungry, eat girl, eat, okay? Um, wanna make it make sure I do this talk all the time. I'm just gonna quickly say it so you, you get the benefit here. But I always talk to my clients about um, their digestion, uh, looking at it like a, a, a fireplace. So I want to make sure you're throwing logs on your fire because logs burn longer. They, they keep your fire burning longer, i.e. Um, healthy foods, right? Whole foods, balanced plate foods, um, foods that digest more slowly are going to keep you going longer and have more energy and feel fuller longer. So make sure you're eating the logs and we can talk more about that if you need help. Um, don't eat the kindling or if you are, just recognize that you're eating kindling, right? Kindling is like the really fast burning foods like um, white bread, uh, sugar, anything that's a simple carb. Um, kindling is not gonna sustain your energy and your moods throughout the day and, and can lead to other issues. So just pay attention to how what you're eating and how much of it. Okay, and now we're gonna talk a little bit, transition a little bit into the emotional side of cravings because food is often a connection tool, right? It's, it's used as reward often, and it's also comfort, right? So awareness of your triggers, awareness of your triggers when you're feeling a craving is so, so important to giving your power back to choose differently. And in my habit loop overhaul workshop, I typically give with clients, I talk about the understanding of like really identifying your current habit loop that you're in, that you may be stuck in on autopilot and, and this totally applies to cravings where you get to take your power back when you really can make an impact with your habits. So the habits begin with a cue. It involves a routine that ensues that involves like, you know, identifying the craving and then your response to it and then the reward that you get. Right. So replacing your current habits with new ones is really a surefire way to make a positive impact with your cravings. And this will involve, you know, changing up your response to the cue, the trigger requiring you to pause before you actually respond and identifying what new reward you're going to experience so that you actually look forward to repeating the new habit that you're trying to establish, right? Replacing the old one with the new. And this is going to require practice, practice, practice with a heaping tablespoon of grace. <laughs> All right. So with emotional cravings or cravings in general that involve the feely feels, um, I want you to take a look at or revisit this concept of what, what do you crave, right? 
emotionally and spiritually. Sometimes we are just out of balance, right? We're not present in the moment to what our needs are. And um, this is a place where you can take your power back as well. So your intuition is constantly steering you towards your truest self, towards bliss, towards the things that are important to your heart. Um, and often presenting you, well, by presenting you with feelings of discomfort, right? You are either going to run away from that or you get the opportunity to embrace the discomfort and the tension and do something about it, right? Your intuition wants you to pay attention to the tension. Tension is your teacher on this journey and discomfort and disease or dis-ease, right? Are navigational tools or opportunities, right? To create change for yourself. So look at what you need. What do you need? Ask yourself right now, pause this video. What do I need? That's the question of the day. The challenge typically isn't the food. You know, despite everything we've talked about today, the challenge oftentimes is not the food itself with a craving, right? It's really looking at where in life are you feeling deficient? So example, let's say you're overeating food because you're lonely or craving ice cream because you have stress from work or you're binge eating chips at the end of the night because you feel restricted uh, with your diet, right? One powerful tool you can implement to really get to the root cause is asking yourself or using the, the tool of five whys, right? To really get to the reason why this is happening to you or for you, right, for you. <laughs> um, so for example, I overeat at night. This is the place of tension, right? So I overeat at night. Why? Well, because I feel lonely. Why? It's kind of like Olaf, right? <laughs> why? Because my partner doesn't pay enough attention to me. Why? Well, because I'm always walking around mad and resentful, probably. Why? Well, because I hate my job and I want to really quit. Ding. See? So we're starting with this craving for a particular food and really getting down to the root cause of what's driving your decisions behind consuming it. Okay? So the challenge may not be the actual food itself. It just is that maybe you have a deficiency in vitamin L. Love. Self-love. Or love in general, right? loneliness creeps in a lot in life, especially, my gosh, over the past year when we've been experiencing this shift in our being. But now is your time to rise, to pivot, and to choose a new path, right? You might be craving attention in a new way from a partner that you've been around. <laughs> or maybe you're craving some alone time, right, from a partner you've been around too long uh, during this past year. Uh, you could be feeling lonely, bored, unfulfilled, right? We're feeling driven beings. So what feeling is driving your behaviors? That is where you get to actually take your power back to change your circumstance. Okay, so I have a little homework for you. I want you to explore your cravings using the guide that's accompanying this training. So your primary food, it's not necessarily the food that's on your plate. Your primary food may be, beyond, be, may be found beyond your plate that at the, the elements of life that help you feel nutritious and soulfully delicious, right? It's worth looking at other areas of your life that may be contributing to how you feel, the areas that you may feel tension, um, that may be driving your actual decisions, right? You have the power to create the shift. I can't say that enough today. So next time when you're craving a food, pause. I'm going to pause. We're going to drink water. 
that's number two. And then we're going to ask yourself, what else would make me happy in this moment, right? What else is going to make me happy right now? And then you're going to stop and listen. Even if you have a moment to close your eyes, or if you're a mom with busy kids around you coming at you, go into the bathroom, shut that door and ask yourself what you need right now. Close your eyes, listen to what you visually see. You get me? You're going to get a vision or you're going to hear something and then walk boldly in that direction. That's your pivot moment. That's your pivot move. That's you disrupting your habit loop. And that's your intuition speaking. And she, you are the only one that knows what's best for you on this journey, on this natural healing path, on this um, incredible adventure to feeling blissful and fulfilled and happy, right? My mantra in life is happy women equals happy world. So the more women that are happy in this world, the happier the world, right? <laughs> okay, my loves, thank you for joining me today This uh, for this cravings talk and habits reveal or, um, you know, yeah, we're talking habits and cravings today. It really was. So thanks for, for listening in. Thanks for um, taking time for you today and pouring into yourself. My invitation for you is to nurture yourself right down to the cellular level and then beyond your plate. Look for those things that you need in your life that are calling your attention and walk boldly that direction. So if you have any questions, I'm always here to help. All right. What'd you think? I loved Jennifer's talk in July. And so I know I love it right now too. And this is work again that I will be doing for sure um, in January. I'm really committed to changing my food to respond to how my body is right now from just the most loving, loving place. And I think that this work is really important in that. So if you listen to Jennifer's talk and haven't gotten the worksheets yet, which are really helpful because they respond to the talk in a great way, go get the worksheets. Again, if you're new here or listening on the podcast and don't have the downloads, just you'll get them in your inbox if you're on our email list, or you can go to plansimple.com and look for 12 gifts and there'll be a way to get to all the downloads from there. And I would just say, like, take your next step here, right? What is your next step? Maybe you listened and now you want to go spend some time with the worksheets. Uh, maybe you did the worksheets and you're clear one area you want to work on. You could see that you have three areas you want to work with, and that's great. And that might be something that you go back and add to your year on a wall and really decide I'm going to lead into this part for January and this part for February. Maybe the February one needs two months and I'm going to work on the next one in April, right? See where this is going? So you can really see your path. You can see the path that you're creating for yourself that's kind <laughs> um, and and will really serve you in in making the food changes that you're wanting to make right now. And again, if you want to join me and Tess in January, the link to that is also um, over in the hub. And I would love to see you there. All right. I'll talk to you soon.